You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 109. So the other day, I got a DM on Instagram about who takes all of my content photos and how I'm able to record so much content all the time. And the truth is, it may look like I have my ish together, but baby girl, I promise you, I do not. Um, But I am trying my hardest, okay? Uh, The truth is, it's kind of like 50-50, well, maybe more like 80-20 these days. Um, Most of the photos that you're going to see on my profile have either been taken by Tyler or myself. And before that, a lot of them were taken by my mom when I lived at home or when Tyler wasn't around. Um, And sometimes both of them. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Isn't that super awkward having your husband take photos of you? And yes, yes, it was uh, for a while at least. But I will say a few things about that. First of all, Tyler is a great sport and he understands why I need content photos taken in the first place. So if your significant other kind of rolls their eyes at the thought of taking another photo of you, maybe you have not been clear enough on why you need it and how much of a help that they are being to you by taking those photos. Now, let's say that you're in a similar situation to me where you live out kind of in a rural area and town is at least 30 plus minutes away and your husband, boyfriend, mom, sister, whoever works in town all day. It's probably going to be pretty challenging to get them to take photos of you all the time, especially in the winter months when the days are shorter and it gets dark earlier. And oftentimes Tyler leaves the house before the sun is up and he doesn't come home until after it's already dark. In the summertime, I could just wait until he got off work because it'd be golden hour by the time he got home and we could snap a few pictures and the lighting was great and it was all fine and dandy. But when it's getting dark around 4 p.m., that's not always possible. So I either have to be super strategic on weekends, which is kind of a downer because the last thing Tyler wants to be doing on his weekend is taking pictures of me, (laughs) or figure out how I need to do it myself. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode is how to create content solo when you live in a rural area. So if you're ready for it, let's dive on in. Hey, you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, hosted by yours truly. My name is Sarah Elrod, and I am a serial entrepreneur through and through. But most importantly, I'm a wifey, a mama, and pretty much a crazy horse lady. I started this podcast based on an old saying my husband once told me, that every successful rancher has a wife that works in town. And being the stubborn, wannabe homesteading housewife that I am, I decided that why do I have to work in town in order to contribute? So I made it my mission to teach other rural women and entrepreneurs how to grow thriving brands online from way out yonder. Whether you live out in the middle of nowhere, have to take a dirt road to get there, or if you're just a mama who wants to stay home raising babies and cows someday, this is the place for you. On this show, we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, Western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. So grab a coffee and your favorite notebook and let's saddle up and get to work. This is the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. Calling all photographers, do you struggle with coming up with content ideas throughout the year and knowing what to post every single day? Trust me, I get it, I've been there and I have a solution. I've created a brand new resource just for you. It's an entire year's worth of content pre-planned out so you will not have to think about what to post for the entire year of 2023. Literally, I am not kidding. This resource is a calendar style resource that provides 12 months worth of content, what days to post, what days to take a break, prompts on what to post exactly, or just inspiration for ideas. It's the end all be all for your content for this year and I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this. 
head to sarahelrod.com slash year of content, or you can also go to the Sarah Elrod shop to find it as well. That's sarahelrod.com slash year of content or sarahelrod.com slash shop. Okay, so my very first tip that I have if you're creating content solo is to get a tripod for your phone or your camera. The number one way you're gonna be able to do this all by yourself is getting a tripod. There's just no way around it. Now, I guess in theory, yes, you could just prop your phone up on things and if you're on like a super tight budget, then by all means do that. But if you have just like 15 to $20 to spare, it is a huge like game changer in your content being able to now set your phone up anywhere and not just having to prop it up on like tables and desks and things like that no matter you know like I said if you're using your phone um, to take the content pictures videos whatever or if you're using a DSLR camera it's just gonna change not only the quality of your content just by being able to move it around and get different angles of things um, but it's just gonna make your life a lot easier they're pretty lightweight you can take it anywhere you want um, it's, it's really just become your best friend and there are a million of them out there so I would really check reviews before actually purchasing one and I'm actually going to link the ones that I have and the ones that I recommend in my Amazon storefront so you can find the link in the show notes to go check out all of that plus other gear that I use for content creation as well um, currently I have a smaller phone tripod that's like really easy to carry around and you can bend the legs of it and like wrap them around just about anything so that makes it really nice when I'm outside doing like um, content of me doing stuff with the horses or whatever because I can wrap the legs around the fencing and like the pipe fencing that we have around our stalls and corrals and things like that so that makes it really nice for kind of lifestyle outdoorsy content and it's not like I'm having to haul around like a big tall tripod um, so yeah I definitely recommend the small one for sure and I'm the small one I use a lot even just in my house um, it's nice to put on my kitchen counter if I'm filming stuff in my kitchen and things like that because I can rotate it um, and heck, I even use that thing even when I'm just FaceTiming people because I can just fa- like not have to hold my phone up to my face. I can just put it on a tripod and it's just really nice for uh, things like that also. Um, and then the other one I have is a taller like ring light tripod for my phone. Um, it's not anything super special, but it does do the job that I need. So my phone just attaches right in the center and then there's like a ring light that goes around it. So that's de- that is nice because it obviously has the lighting effect as well. But in order for the lighting to work, it needs to be plugged in. So if I want to plug it in, I have to be near an outlet. Um, Most of the time, though, I don't usually plug it in. I just honestly have it near. I just do content near like natural light, a window or whatever. Um, And then you want to just make sure that you're utilizing those self-timer options that are on your phone or camera. Obviously, that's probably kind of a no-brainer. But if you are somebody who is, in fact, using a DSLR camera, I would highly recommend looking to see if there's an app that will connect to your phone, um, like your camera to your phone. This way, you can actually see your camera screen on your phone and take photos with it. Most newer models of DSLR cameras are going to have this capability. Um, It actually connects through like the Wi-Fi or Bluetooth through your phone. Mine's on the Wi-Fi, but I'm assuming Bluetooth is also an option. I don't really know. Um, But if it doesn't have this capability for some reason, if you're using an older camera or if your camera just doesn't have it, another great feature is just getting a camera that has autofocus. And I'm not just talking about the kind of autofocus where you hold down the button and it finds the point to focus on and then that's it. Um, Some cameras actually will try 
track movement when recording and it will automatically continue to focus over and over and over again. This is really nice for videos because it's just going to follow you as you come closer in and out of frame. It'll continue to focus on you as you're moving. So that's that's a really great thing. And that's also really awesome for pictures as well. Also, um, let this just serve as a reminder too while we're on this subject that your content can be top-notch quality even when you're just using a phone. So don't hold yourself back by thinking that you can't even start creating content until you get some fancy camera. Even as a professional photographer myself and someone who has a fancy camera, I still use my phone for a lot of content creation because it's a lot more simple and easy and I'm just more likely to get things done when using my phone because I can do it so much faster than like getting my camera batteries charged up, getting an SD card, taking the photos. It takes a long time to get it all set up and then put those photos and videos on my computer and then deal with it. Whereas if I just use my phone, I can do everything straight on my phone and it just happens a lot quicker. So. I tend to be a lot more productive if I'm just using my phone. So keep that in mind. It doesn't affect you in any way. Yeah, sure, there's benefits to a DSLR camera, but please understand that that is not a necessary thing, especially in today's day and age where it's just more important to just put it out there than anything. The second tip that I have is to use good lighting. And this might seem obvious to some people, but I swear that this is so huge when it comes to creating any kind of content. Um, especially when you're by yourself, like you kind of just try to make things as easy on yourself as possible. And so don't feel like you have to go get a bunch of fancy lighting equipment. Like I said, I have the ring light that has the light attached to it, which is totally an option, but not necessary. You can literally just stand in a window and use natural sunlight. So do yourself a favor, take your photos and your videos near a window if you're indoors or just a place that has a lot of natural light in your home or wherever you're taking the content. Sometimes I will even just open up my front door and I will stand in the doorway to make uh, reels and videos and things like that. But even better yet than that, go outside and take your content. Hear me out on this one. I know it's cold right now, so this might not always be possible, but if you can, go outside. Not only will you have better lighting, but also statistics have shown that people are more likely to watch a piece of content that was taken outside versus inside. And from a professional photographer's standpoint, here's just a few lighting tips that I have for you that I just wanted to like put out there in case you wanted them. So the first one being, if you are using a DSLR camera, utilize backlighting for the best effect. This means putting the sun behind you in the photo and your camera pointing towards the sun. Now, I know that seems backwards to a lot of people you would think that you should be facing the sun for the best lighting but when you're using a DSLR camera your capabilities on editing are so much stronger especially if you're shooting in raw and so it's really easy to brighten up your face if it's a little dark but it just creates a really beautiful halo effect around the subject when the sun is behind them even if you're not shooting in golden hour or like sunset if it's the middle of the day, obviously that's not as ideal for lighting, but you gotta do what you gotta do. That's when I take most of my content photos, honestly, because it's during the day when I'm working. And so typically the sun is landing somewhere, even when it seems like it's pretty just straight up in the sky. Usually you can get it angled to some degree or another where it's like, kind of behind you to just add a little bit better of lighting you're not going to be squinting and blinded the whole time and it's going to be just better overall now the opposite rule applies when you're doing phone photos specifically iphone i'm just going to refer to iphones because i use an iphone i android people that's the same for you too i'm sure but 
nobody has an Android, okay? Uh, <laughs> all the Android people are going to come for me. Since uh, capabilities between cameras and phones are different, usually you want to face towards the sun when using an iPhone if you're shooting in like daylight, um, pretty bright daylight or sunset even. It's just going to look a lot better if you put the sun behind you with an iPhone photo, at least my experience of things. Yeah, you can still brighten up photos and like maybe in certain situations depending on the kind of photo you're trying to take it would still look fine having backlight but it's gonna make you just super shadowed looking and your face is gonna look really dark and it's gonna make the photo more grainy and just not look as great as it could as if you were more in direct light now like I said earlier golden hour is usually known to be the best time of day to take photos but I don't want that to limit you First of all, you got to do what you got to do. If the only time you have in the day to take content is in the middle of the afternoon when the sun is the highest and it's the brightest, you can still take really pretty content. Um, but I will say, I actually tend to prefer blue hour over golden hour. And if you're like, what the heck is that? Blue hour is that last bit of daylight after the sun has gone down. And I think it just creates the prettiest effect in both DSLR cameras and cell phones. So typically, if I'm taking phone photos or uh, photos on my camera, I try to shoot for blue hour whenever possible because I just think it looks the best overall. Um, but that's just my own opinion and my style. So yours could be completely different than that. Now, if you're not able to do any of these things, like I said, if you only have the middle of the day to take photos, um, another great tip is to just take photos in open shade if you can find them. So if you can stand, you have to be careful with trees because trees kind of are blotchy light. Um, but if you could stand next to a building where they it's casting like a big piece of shade that you can stand in outside somewhere, that's gonna create really great lighting as well and almost give the same like blue hour effect in some degree or another um, but if you can't be outside like I said it's cold I understand that um, depending on where you live it gets pretty cold here right now during the day um, and it snows here so I get you it's not always pleasant to be outside all day taking photos and videos so next best thing would be to get a ring light or even if you don't want to get a, a ring light to take um, photos and videos with to, to cast that like natural light on you you could just get like a lamp and put natural light light bulbs in it or whatever lighting you have in your house put natural light light bulbs in it it's not always the most relaxing lighting to sit in um especially when it's like dark the worst thing i i like hate doing is when i get up in the morning and it's still dark outside so i need to turn on my desk lamp and it's a natural light li like light bulb and it's so bright white and i love it for obviously taking content because it makes my skin tone not look orange but that orange light is really a lot more relaxing for like evenings and like winding down so um yeah that really had nothing to do with anything I just felt like sharing that with you um but yeah so natural light light bulbs in a lamp also could work the same way or similar to how a ring light works um and then you can really just film wherever you want even if it's dark so that's pretty great the third tip that I have is to have a plan. So something I noticed in my years of creating content and taking my own content photos is that if I just randomly go out with no real plan on what I want to do, it not only takes forever, but I will get really overwhelmed and frustrated. And it's just so much better to take the time to write out exactly what you need to do and then batch work it into one day. So I try to do two main content like days in a month 
if I can. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes something comes up and I need to shoot something on a certain day. But for the most part, I try to just take general content photos two times a month. Um, that way I have stuff to work with for social media, blog posts, graphics for things, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and I like to plan out everything from what I'm going to wear, where I'm going to do it, what places I'm going to do it. 99% of my content I do at my house, but I try to like write down the exact, because I live on like 50 acres, so I try to write down the exact spot on my property where I'm going to shoot. Um, and I try not to do like the same outfit in multiple locations, so that way every outfit looks different and it's in a different spot and yada, 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 all that kind of good stuff. That's for another day. Um, but yeah, basically trying to do it all at once, but having a plan, it's just going to help um, go so much faster if you know what you're going to wear. And then also if you're doing like video content, reels and TikToks and things like that, you want to make sure that you're having the audios that you're using that are like saved and, and listed somewhere where you can easily get to them and easily use them. If you just say, I'm going to record 20 TikToks today or 20 reels today, but you have no idea where you're going with that, what you're going to talk about, what sounds you're going to use. It's going to take forever because you're going to get frustrated. You're not going to know what you want. Like you're you're going to just kind of brain fart. So have a plan ahead of time. I like to do it on a different day. So I'm not stressed about like having to plan and then go out and shoot everything all in one day. I like to have a planning day and then a executing day so hopefully that makes sense and I promise you if you do this if you plan it out ahead of time it's going to give you such a sense of an accomplishment um, when you're able to go like check off the boxes as you go Calling all photographers, is your business protected legally? In other words, are you sure that the contracts you're using are foolproof just in case you ever run into a sticky situation with a client? Are you even using contracts? My dude, it is time to get one if you do not already have one. And even if you do have one, it might be time to make sure that it is solid as can be. I have teamed up with Rachel Brenke, photographer, attorney, and owner of The Law Talk to bring you guys professional, written, and attorney-approved contracts for whatever Kind of photography you might be doing. Literally everything from portraits to weddings, real estate, and more. These contracts are tried and true, and you can walk away knowing that you invested in keeping your business safe. No more using those janky free online contracts. It's time to invest in yourself and your business. Head on over to sarahelrod.com slash contracts to check out all the contracts. That's sarahelrod.com slash contracts and get your business protected today. You won't regret it. If you ever find yourself in a creative rut and are thinking, there is nothing for me to post today, I have no idea what to talk about, listen to this. I want you to adopt the mindset of document more, create less. I'm pretty sure one of the first people that I heard talk about this was Gary Vee, and I just really believe this to be so true. So often we think that we need to be coming up with like brand new content and new ideas all the time, and that can very quickly lead us to burnout. Instead of always being in the headspace of creating new things, try documenting what is already happening. This can look like filming your morning routine. It could be a time lapse of you sitting at your desk working, or it could even be you just telling a funny story that happened to you today or, you know, last week or whatever. So remember that part of building a successful brand and a relatable brand is letting people into who you are as a person and a business owner. Some of my best content that has outperformed the rest has been simple behind the scenes type videos. So never take for granted what is right in front of you already. 
Also keep in mind that you don't even have to do it like vlog style, meaning you don't have to film your day and be talking to the camera explaining what you're doing. If it's obvious what you're doing, then shoot, you could just leave it as is. But if you do want to add some kind of audio or commentary, then you could always do a voiceover, which I think is really great if you're filming yourself in like Target or out in public or somewhere where you want to be a little more discreet about the fact that you're filming yourself, then you don't have to necessarily be talking to your phone awkwardly walking through the grocery store or whatever so uh, I know I don't like to do that so I would rather just film myself kind of secretly and then go back later and then do a voiceover explaining what's happening and then my last tip is really probably the most important tip that I can offer when it comes to creating content by yourself but it's to get humble and I know I know it's going to feel totally awkward at first and I know you're going to think it's super cringy but I promise that the more you do the more comfortable you're going to get and the less that you're going to care about what you actually look like and what people are thinking about you because you're going to start to look at it as a line of work especially if you do get to a point where you're making money and this is helping your business grow and this is like actually adding things to your life or if you just genuinely enjoy it I definitely get in that mindset where it's like oh shoot I don't want people watching me this is so cringe and awkward like they think I'm just like some influencer omg but then I get in the headspace of like you know what I don't really care what they think because I'm making money doing this so they can just f off (laughs) also keep in mind too that no one is actually thinking about you as much as you are thinking about yourself In other words, you might be judging the way that you talk in a video, but no one else watching is even giving it a second thought. We're all inherently pretty selfish people, and I mean, that's good and bad in its own, I guess, but everybody's thinking about themselves for the most part. So while you're thinking about the pimple on your forehead and the way you just stumbled over your words, nobody else is thinking about that. They're thinking about their own problems in their own lives. So I promise you, no one cares as much as you do in that sense of, of what you look like, what you sound like, all those things. And in order to successfully start showing up online and creating content, you're gonna need to just swallow that pride and get comfortable getting uncomfortable. You might mess up on things here and there. You might post something that is cringy or that might flop and that people don't like. And that's kind of just a part of showing up online. I've posted things that people did not like. I've gotten hate comments. I've gotten people being just super mean and rude. And you kind of just have to be able to look past it and and be willing to learn from things and grow and willing to try new things as well. And then just a couple quick tips. So as far as like photo tips go to make things a little less, like maybe you won't feel as awkward and cringy, would be to practice posing in the mirror when before you go out and actually take the photos, um, as well as practicing like facial expressions. Muscle memory is a very real thing when it comes to posing and modeling. And it was, I I mean, I used to think like, why am I getting in front of the camera? I'm not a model. Like I'm the photographer most of the time. Like this is so awkward. Like I don't know how to pose. I can't see what I look like. But the more you practice in front of the mirror, I think especially facial expressions, especially if you are trying to do something more like serious, kind of one of those serious like modely faces, you're going to feel so stupid if you just try to like whip one of those bad boys out and you can't see yourself. So 
practice doing it in the bathroom when you're by yourself like no one's there to judge you um and then figure out what looks good on you and what you like and what poses feel natural to you that way when you go to do them and you don't have a mirror there to see what you look like and to see yourself you're gonna be able to more naturally fall into those facial expressions and those poses because your body is going to naturally remember how to do it and i know that might seem weird but it's true it's very true Um, And then for video, I would say practice the audio. If you're doing like a reel or a TikTok, practice saying the audio that you're lip syncing like several times, several hundred times if you need to. Um, I don't believe that it needs to be perfect. Um, That's kind of hard, but the more perfect it is, the closer it is to actually being super accurate um, timing wise the better that video is going to perform. If you're way off on the timing, most people are just gonna click off of it and not watch it. So just practice saying it. Don't just like watch it over and over again in your head. Actually say the words out loud. I find that when I watch the video, listen to the audio, say the audio and repeat it as the video is going like several times over and over and over again, it just helps me remember a little bit better. And, you know, like I said, the last thing you want to be is that person that's totally off on timing. Everybody's seen those videos. They're very cringy and awkward and annoying and nobody wants to watch it. Um, They're way funnier if your mouth looks pretty spot on to the timing. Um, And then also don't do things that you don't feel natural at or that you just aren't natural at. Like if you're not a dancer, don't feel like you have to do a dance in a video. Even Even if the trend that goes along with that sound that you're using is like a dancing trend, You don't need to dance. You could literally do whatever you want with that sound in the background and it's still going to be okay, I promise. Um, Don't do things that you're not comfortable with because you're going to hate the way that you look regardless and you'll probably never get around to posting it because you're just going to hate it so much. At the end of the day, what you have to keep in mind is that we live in a world where authenticity is winning. People are less focused on pretty feeds and they're more in tune with consistent and casual content. So post daily, show up right where you are, whether that's no makeup, a ton of makeup, hair done, hair not done. Share your messy middle and be willing to learn as you go and grow as you go. You're going to be great. Um, The more you do it, the better you're going to get. I promise it just practice makes perfect. That's really how it goes. And perfect is subjective. So whatever perfect looks like to you, that's that is accurate. Um, And if you want to join a community with other rural women, brands, creatives, businesses, um, please join the Branded Cowgirl Podcast Facebook group. The link's going to be in the show notes. I really want to build that up this year and have it just be a community where you guys can interact with each other, meet each other, talk with each other, share your stories, share where you're from, um, work together, whatever, all the things. I want that to be a hub for all of that. So definitely go join that. Um, The link will be in the show notes. And yeah, I guess that's all I really have for you for right now. So I really hope this was helpful for you. And even though you may live way out yonder, don't let that keep you from creating my friend. So until next time, I'll see you in the next one. You've just finished another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. And if that doesn't make you happier than a rooster on Sunday, then I don't know what will. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Branded Cowgirl podcast and TikTok. Also join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can find it by searching Branded Cowgirl Podcast Insiders or head to the link in the show notes. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. It means the absolute world to me to read your kind words, but it also helps other amazing rural women find the show as well. 
If you would like to sponsor an episode or advertise on the Brandy Cowgirl podcast, then please head to sarahelrod.com slash sponsor BCP for more information. Thanks again for being here and I'll talk to you in the next one.